The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back to another post game. I'm your host, David Williams, along with my co-host, Mister the very depressed Sam Brewski, and this is Hoop Ball Grizz, ladies and gentlemen. I can depressed. I mean, they're gonna know. They can barely hear you. Are you even talking in the I mic over there? Completely lost <laughs> we're coming to you after the grizzlies just lost a turd of a game it was awful to the atlanta hawks they fall to zero and two on the season atlanta hawks 122 memphis grizzlies 112 and turd is not a strong enough word but i'm not going to use the word that i should or not maybe not should that's why i'm not using it but boo boo poo poo that's not enough either but anyway Grizzlies were bad. Kyle Anderson, John Morant were not part of that bad. No. But there's no reason the Grizzlies... They they should not lose to the Atlanta Hawks. No. The Atlanta Hawks were... like Neither team was healthy. So I'm not going to use the... Oh, well, we were missing key guys. Atlanta was missing key guys as well. They just played better. Or less worse, I guess, maybe is the best way to put it. Because Less worse. <laughs> I, I'm, hey, that works. We'll go know, with that. The Grizzlies just didn't play good. They didn't. I don't know what in the heck JV's problem is. He does this periodically. So, you guys know, I went on a rant on the last post game about his defense or lack thereof on LaMarcus Aldridge. He was checked out tonight. Mm-hmm. There were... There was one play, and I'm not going to go over all of them. I'm going to talk about this one, and then I'm going to move on. I don't want to just hound on people all night long, even though there's a lot of negatives to talk about in this game. We'll get into some of that, but I'm not going to hammer on anybody. There was one play close to the end of the game. The Grizzlies were still in it. It it was definitely still a winnable game. Trey Young has a ball, hits a crossover. He gets by his guy. JV just gave him the Olay hand swipe. Didn't shift his feet, didn't move, didn't nothing, just Ole hand swipe. Young goes straight to the basket, easy layup. Yep. You do not win ball games playing defense like that. I know it's early. It's the second game. I'm not panicking like some of these other Grizzlies fans, like some of these other Grizzly media members. You know who you are. It's ridiculous. Do not overreact. It's the second freaking game of the season. Moving on, let's get to the stats, Sammy boy. We can rotate. You go top, and I'll take the second one. Okay, so on and so yeah. forth. All right, cool. You we, go yeah, first? let's do uh, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Okay, Kyle Anderson. He had twenty points, fourteen rebounds, one assist, and two blocks. John Morant, another great game. Twenty-eight points, three rebounds, seven assists, and a block, plus a technical foul. Beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. Dylan Brooks, 19 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. And I, I want to put this out there. He shot um, eight for 23. A little bit better field goal percentage, I would ask, but still. Dylan he, shoots high high volume, so. He, really and he's going to. His volume. So when Jaron Jackson is back, when Justice Winslow is back, Dylan Brooks is not going to be taking 23 shots a game. No. He's not. No. So. Anyway, uh, Grayson Allen, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, no defensive stats. Jonas Valanciunas, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. I like seeing that. 1 steal, 1 block, 
but he did shoot two of six from the field. So, listen, Desmond Bain just straight up does not miss. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But, but <laughs> it does not matter if he only takes two shots a game. Desmond Bain had six points and a rebound on two for two from three. Brandon Clark continues to be on the struggle bus, four, three, and one. Yes. Here's the deal. And I've said this already, and I'll say it again until I'm in panic mode. <laughs> but it's only the second game of the season. He's got a growing injury. His They're working on his shot mechanics, so his jump shot does not look natural. Brandon Clark looks awful right now, yes. Do you panic? Absolutely not. Not yet. It's too early. Tyus done nothing. He was trash tonight. I don't know what's going on with him, but he, you know, he done this at the beginning of the last season. He started off terrible. I remember that. Awful. I remember that. And then he came around. We need Tyus Jones to play better. Got to have him playing better. Go ahead with Jitty there. Oh, John Conchar. He had seven points, four rebounds, two steals, and one block. Gorgie was 5-2, and two, nothing else, and nobody else played. So that's it. That wraps up the stats. But I, I want to go back to the Brandon Clark thing oh, because there, there are a lot of people, and, and it, it's, it's infuriating, just to be honest. Like, it, it's infuriating. Why are you panicking so early? Does he look bad? The answer to that question is emphatically yes at the moment he looks bad he does he's not 100 percent healthy that there's a lot of things that are going on with brandon clark that make a big difference on what he's got going on that's why i'm not i'm not panicking right now i don't care that he has a combined let's see what he had he had a combined 14 points, six rebounds, and one assist over the first two games. That doesn't scare me. He's going to be just fine. It may take a little bit. He may may end up setting out a couple games, getting a little bit of rest to get healthy before that comes back around, before he actually turns into Brandon Clark. He might. Or he may just get healthy as he's playing and turn things around. I'm not going to... Like, I'm not selling everything. It's not a firehouse sell. Oh, my God, Brandon Clark's awful. Just sell the whole roster then. Just get a whole new team. You know, the and and this is a, like, there's actually, so the Grizzlies fan base in general, a lot of times will overreact to stuff. And, and I, I'm not even going to say, Grizzlies is too specific. NBA fans in general is a good way to put it. That's better. NBA fans in general panic and they overreact to stuff all the time. Now is not the time. It's not like they're figuring everything out. You're missing key pieces. Sam, what game was it before they got their first win last year? Do you remember? I know. I know the the, the Nets. Brooklyn. Brooklyn was their first one, but they do you lost remember what like their three. record was? Before I think they were zero two or zero three. One of the two weren't. I feel like it was further along in the season. Sam's going to look that up. But they started off rough last year before they got a win. And they're, they're going to be just fine. But this is this is what I want you all, as Grizzlies fans, this is what we need to hold on to. The, the next draft, the next NBA draft class, if we get in the lottery, 
there's almost not a bad pick. No. There are a lot of great, 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 great talent. There's a ton of a ton of talented guys that are going to be at the top of this draft. I will tell you this, the top eight for sure can be franchise-changing players, and probably more than the top eight, to be honest with you. You get Cade, uh, B.J. Boston, the um, uh, Bo Knight from uh, uh, UConn. I think I said his name wrong. But that Jonathan, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting names. I should remember these names, and I apologize. Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. There's a lot of talent at the top of this next draft. You got it pulled up there, Sam? I don't, not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. He's still working is. on yep. it. Instead of using a faster device, he's using the slowest one that he's Leave got. Leave me alone. Creature of habit over there. It is. I but know he, how to use I'm this not, thing. I'm not panicking on Brandon Clark. They, You know, Brandon does look bad. He'll come around. I think Desmond Bain has got to take more than two shots. I don't know if it's because he's a rookie and he's nervous and he doesn't want to do too much. But listen, some of these other guys are not doing it. You know, Grayson was two for six tonight. He had ten points. They, yeah. they, they were zero and two. It was I didn't so mean was to catch a, off. You know, there, no, no, yeah. no, that's fine. So it was the third game of the season before yeah, they, they won. won in overtime. Yep. Okay. It was L Dub. I thought it was deeper into the season than that. I knew, but. I knew it was zero and two or zero and three. I didn't think they were zero and four and then got that. I was okay. That's where I was going to yeah. sit with it. No, no, no. that's yeah, fine. I'm, I'm glad you looked it up because yep. I wanted to know that. So. Let's look at some positives from tonight's game because we've been bashing quite a bit these first two games. Mm-hmm. When when you see bad stuff, you want to talk about it. JV has got to do better. That's plain and simple. We all know that. Brandon Clark has got to get better, and I think that both of those things will happen. But Kyle Anderson had a monster night. 20 points, 14 rebounds, an assist, and two blocks. Filling in for Jaron Jackson. I want to take this moment right here to formally apologize for any type of Kyle Anderson slander that I've ever <laughs> thrown out there. Kyle played his butt off tonight. He did awesome. It, it was remarkable. Like I couldn't believe as he's just like he's racking up these numbers and some of the like he's taking tough shots, hitting the Euro step, using his length to to just hang there. And it's like he's on a string, man. Like he goes up for a shot. It's like he just kind of floats there, and while the defender goes down, and then all of a sudden he extends his arm a little bit, and boom, drops the floater in. Remarkable. Glad to see Kyle Anderson doing well. For sure. If you're in a deep fantasy league and Kyle Anderson is out there, pick that man up. <laughs> I Listen, I'm not talking, if you're in an 8 or 10-man 10, 10 fantasy league, he's not going to be worth rostering. He's just not, this is not going to keep up. But if you're in a 14-deep, a, a our deeper fantasy league and Kyle Anderson is out there until Jaron Jackson comes back. At least yeah. Kyle is going to give you stats across the board. His percentages are not going to be great. So you want to be careful if you're built on a very good field goal percentage team, then okay. You know, that's then, then Kyle Anderson is not the way to go. But if you, you know, if your field goal percentage is already in the tank or if you're punting field goal percentage and you need a guy just for a flyer, I'm, I'm picking up Kyle Anderson right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into fantasy. We're going to keep talking about the game. John Morant, he finally had enough of not getting calls tonight. <laughs> and here's uh, Aaron, Aaron Brewski said this. He tweeted it out. You know, Ja took the tech, but Aaron said he feels like the coaches should wear that one. And I agree. They were 
I'm not a guy, and I don't know that you've ever heard me on this podcast be the guy that blames stuff on the referees. And I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, blaming this loss on the referees. That is not why they lost the game. They did not execute. Brandon Clark played bad. Tyus Jones played bad. Jonas when didn't ja play Morant, defense. When Ja Morant was not on the floor, this team could not spell offense. No. It, it's it's bad. <laughs> so I'm not blaming this on the referees. But Trey Young was getting every call on that end of the floor. Ja Morant was going to the bucket and taking contact every time and not getting the call. And Ja finally had enough of it at the end of the game. He finally got ticked, and he let the refs know about it. That is something Taylor Jenkins is a young coach. This is something he's growing as well as the team. That's an area where he needs to improve. That should have been, you know, Taylor Jenkins should have been, like, blowing up. After, you know, one or two times, okay, you let that slide. But when Jai's going to the bucket and he's drawing contact that like that and he's not getting the call and they called a foul on JV, Trey Young ran into him. JV didn't extend his arm. He didn't do nothing. Young ran into him and then flopped and they called a foul on JV. But Jai can't get a call on the other end when he's going to the basket and taking contact in the paint. There's something wrong there. And you've got to step up as a coach. You've got to let them know it should not have to be your player taking that technical foul. It should not. It's fine. It's one. He didn't get tossed out of the game. Okay, but moving forward, you've got to do better with that. 100% agree. Absolutely. So I'm going to move to the Atlanta side of this. Trey Young had a great night. I Not that great. He, he He's 10 for 24, 36 points. That's that's a great night. I'm not going to bash Trey. I was about to say. 36 points, three re- rebounds, nine assists. DeAndre Hunter had a good game with 15 and 11. Cam Reddish struggled. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich struggled. John Collins had 13 and 10, but he was not that great. This, this is what I want to talk to you about, Sam. That on the Atlanta side... I know that this is a Grizzlies podcast, but mm-hmm. I want your honest take on this. And I and okay. I didn't ask Sam about this before the show because I really didn't want to give him time to think about it. I just want like a flat-out blunt answer from him to see what he says. Okay. Do you legitimately think that Bogdan Bogdanovich is far enough ahead of Kevin Herter huh. that he's worth the contract that they gave him? Like, if you're Atlanta and you're looking at what Kevin Herter done last year, and it, this is an early season, so he had a great game. Herter did not miss in the first half. He ended up going 8-for-12. Uh, he was 4-for-5 from 3, and he had 21 points. Bogdan had a bad game. This is not me bashing Bogdan, saying he's awful. If if the Grizzlies could have landed Bogdan Bogdanovich, I would have been all about it. That'd have been all cool. about it. I like him, but... Is he that much better than Kevin Herter that you think that the the Hawks should have made that type of contract move? Not for him, no. Not not honestly, no. Not over him, no. Because I did watch a little bit of him last night. I watched the Hawks a little bit when not a big fan of them, but you know, I did I mean, watch it's an East Hawks. Coast team. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So and, we can know, watch them early and mm-hmm. yep. I, I watched I, I watch them, them too. I I know who I know who Kevin Herter is, and yeah, I I mean, you asking me that. No, 
Absolutely. I I think Kevin I'm, Herter should start for this team, my opinion. But Well, I don't know that he should start right now. I'm not saying – so I will say this. I don't think that Kevin Herter is at Bogdan's level right now. I don't think he is. I think that Bogdan is a better player. But financially, sinking that much money into a guy when you have Kevin Herter doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think that – Maybe maybe by the end of this year, but over the next couple of years, I think Kevin Herter is a guy that would have, that is going to be significantly cheaper and still be about the same amount of production that you're going to see from Bogdan. I mean, look, and I'm not saying he's going to do this every game, but like you yeah, said, he well, had a great game tonight. He he's and done this before. He does, yeah, he does multiple he, times. He, he is that. That's what. I understand Atlanta wanting to get pieces around Trey Young. They want Trey Young to stay. So they're like, hey, we're going to make these moves. I don't know this for sure. I don't cover the team. I don't know. I didn't. This is just me speculating is what this is. But you have a future superstar in Trey Young. And you know that a lot of these guys are rushing to New York, Brooklyn, Los Angeles. Like they're quick to run out on – Atlanta's not by any stretch a small market, but they're quick to run out on you. So Atlanta's making these moves to say, hey, Trey, you know, we're interested in winning. We want to win with you. We're going to put these pieces around you. But I feel like this is rushed. I don't think you have to go out and sign Bogdan. You don't have to go get Gallinari. You don't, like, you made some moves. You got Capella. And so you have young guys that are developing why not just sign one of these guys? If you like Bogdan or if you like Gallinari, they sound they signed Gallinari before Bogdan. Obviously, the restricted, unrestricted, that makes a difference. But why make all these moves of the Rondo and Gallinari and Bogdan when you've got guys like Cam Reddish and Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and you got Capella? Why not see this team... Collins was out. He missed because of a suspension early last season. And they kind of, when he came back, they played well. I don't understand that. I felt like they rushed it. But I'm going to get off of the Hawks because this is not a a Hawks podcast. I apologize. But that's just something that's kind of um, puzzled me as to why they done that. And Sam and I agree on that. I don't think that Bogdan is so much better than Kevin Herter that you have to go out and spend that money I on don't him. Th- and I was so shocked when they signed Gallinari. I hated that. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, it's good for the Hawks. Ooh, yeah, I'm a Gallinari fan. I love the man. Yeah. And I just, why'd you go there, man? Well, I mean, Memphis. I well, he was never, <laughs> no, that, I know that, that wasn't going to happen. But Wish he'd went somewhere I, else. Somewhere in the West. Well, here's the thing. Gallinari has been everywhere. more of a <laughs> money guy. Yeah. And so he could have taken less money and went to a contender, but I don't know that he's interested in that. I think he's just interested in uh, well, he, he's lining them pockets. He's he's old enough now that he can just he can just go somewhere, line it up, like you said, just line the just, pockets. That's just, what it's about, and be all good to go. I can't blame him on that. Yeah. So the next game for the Grizzlies is Wednesday. Is it what is today? Today's Saturday. It's not Wednesday. It's Monday. It's a Monday. My goodness, man. The days are running together, and they're traveling to Brooklyn, right, Sam? Yes. So Monday, 
at Brooklyn against Kevin Durant, Kyrie. They got their first win, game three last season against the Nets. Can they do it again this season? Mm. Sam, give me three things that the Grizzlies are going to have to do against Brooklyn in order to win this game. Score more points. Defense. I'm not taking score more points. That doesn't count. 56.5% from the three-point line. Hang on, give me a minute. Okay, defense for sure. Better defense than what they played tonight. Well, Jonas for one. Just in general, the defense yes, was defense, not good yes, tonight. Yes, we need, but Jonas Brandon disappointed Clark was not me. good on defense. JV was not. He disappointed me big So I agree time. with that. Definitely but stepped yes. their defensive game up. Yes. Hmm. Definitely need to improve. What were they? Five for twenty. Or five. So? They were five for twenty at half. Yeah. Um, shooting the three. That's what I was Let's that, see what, what they, they finish they at because they definitely need to. Whatever it is, they need to improve that. Because, I mean, the Nets. They got Kevin. They've got Kyrie. They've got everybody in their mom on that team. <laughs> they shoot threes like crazy. That you have to compete with that. To an extent. Now the Grizzlies can't, obviously, but more more threes, better three point percentage, definitely. Yeah, they ended up they went seven for twenty three in the second half. Okay. So they they were thirty percent from three, thirteen no, for forty three overall. That's not like God awful, but that's not great. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be better than that yes. for sure. Okay, third. Mm-hmm. He don't know. He's I lost. Don't. I am. I, I really like those first ones, but I can't think of anything else. Hang on. We're going to out-rebound re- out in fools. That's what we're going to do. We're going to smack them around. We're going to punch them. We're going to kick them. Kick them while they're down. Call them trash. Ja, thank you very much. Yeah, trash. <laughs> Your trash is over there. Anyway, well, if y'all watched the game, y'all would have seen that. But Yeah, anyway. at the end of the game, there was a little bit of trash talking going it was on great. between Morant and the Hawks. It was great. They did. The Hawks did out-rebound them. Let's see. It was... 54 to 46. So, defense. I knew that was close. Defense, rebounding, and what was your third? I already forgot, Sam. I'm missing it. <laughs> Three-pointers. The three. We got to shoot right. better. So, I agree with all of those things. Defense would be number one priority for me in this game. The Nets have four guys, four-plus guys on that team that can really fill it up. You've got to be able to stop them if you're going to win this game. So defense is extremely important. For me, outside of – I'm going to give you a couple things outside of what Sam talked about just because I want I want to hit on this. Go for it. The team has been awful, and this goes back to the bubble. When Tyus Jones went out, we're like, oh, man, we miss Tyus – because the the offense struggles when he's not out, like when Jai's off the floor and Tyus is not out there. Well, now here we are outside of the bubble and Tyus is back, and guess what? The offense is still on the struggle bus. Poo-poo. When Ja Morant is off the floor, this offense is stagnant. You've got to make some changes. It's early in the season. I know it is. Move some guys around. That's what happened in the bubble. They made some moves. They made it happen. Obviously, you don't have the full roster that you had in the bubble. You got some guys that are down. Actually, you do. You, there's not anybody that's missing. You got more guys healthy now than what you had in the bubble when Tyus was not there. So, like, you got to find somebody that's going to make plays on offense that is not named John Morant. Kyle Anderson, I love him to death. I do. 
he cannot be your second best player on the floor. No, but he does awesome things sometimes. He can't. Jonas has got a better matchup against Brooklyn because neither one of their centers are guys that play outside. They have DeAndre Jordan, which last year was not interested in playing basketball at all. Looked awful. He wants to play this year. But you got DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. JV's not going to have trouble with those guys. He needs to come to play. He needs to be a guy that's – he's a walking double-double, we know, but 13 and 13 is not what we need from JV, especially with Jaron out. 20 and 20. I mean, yeah, the 20 and 20 is a little – Okay, 20 like, and 15. It's a bit of a stretch. But 20 and 15. 20 and 13, 20 and 14, 20 and 15 from JV should not be out of the question. We need him to do better. So you need somebody on the offense to step up that is not not Ja Morant. I'd love to see Dev, uh, Desmond Bain take more shots. I want to see him get more shots. Two shots a game for a guy that can shoot it like that, it's not enough. He needs to get more shots up. So defense, threes, rebounding and somebody outside of Ja stepping up on the offensive end. Ja is great. He's going to get better as he goes along, but we need somebody else to step it up. And that's where we're going to leave it. We're not, you know, I'm actually, um, tomorrow I'm going to do a co-show with, uh, with the hoop ball Hawks guy. We're going to do a co-show. Sam, you going to be able to make it over for that? I you think got so. Going on? I think so. Depending right. on the time, of course. But, yeah, that should we should be able to swing that. Okay. All right. So uh, tomorrow you're going to get a, another show from us, and it's going to be uh, – th- this is the big thing that we're going to talk about. There's been a lot of comparison about Trey and Ja. A lot of talk about that. So uh, Brad, he is our guy for – he's covering the Hawks for us here at Hootball. Brad is going to present the Ja side of the argument – I'm going to present the Trey side of the argument, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this game and the matchup. We're going to talk about the teams looking forward. And I'm actually, that same question that I just asked Sam about Bogdan Bogdanovich and Herter, I'm going to ask Brad because Brad covers the team, and he knows his team much better than either one of us. Like, we both like basketball. We watch a lot of basketball. But we don't cover the Hawks, so we don't have to dig in on them. No. So I want to see what Brad's thoughts are on Bogdan. We're going to talk about Ja versus Trey. We're going to talk about this game. And who knows what else. It's going to be a co-show. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait to do it. Brad, looking forward to it, man. I'm going to talk to you about our sponsors before we get out of here. You guys know about them. You know about Manscaped and the Lawnmower 3.0. Our promo code over there is HoopBall20. That is going to get you 20% off plus free shipping. Go over there, get your lawnmower 3.0. Let them know that Hootball sent you. Get your discount. We appreciate it. This is what keeps the wheels rolling here at Hootball. And then we still got mybookie.ag, guys. Promo code is Hootball at mybookie. Best online sportsbook out there. More lines and better odds for the players than any other sportsbook. They are running like... I know for a fact last night they done a, a $10 free bet on college football. They gave you, if you had a MyBookie account, they gave you $10. Here you go. Here's 10 bucks. You can bet it college football. They're running promos all the time. Promise you, if you're using an online sportsbook right now and it's not MyBookie.ag, if you swap over, you are going to love it. You like the parlay. You want to bet a little and win a lot. 
you can do it at mybookie.ag. Again, the promo code is HoopBall. They're going to match your initial deposit when you let them know that we sent you, and you're going to get all the goodies that they got. Go check it out. Get signed up. Start winning. MyBookie, AG, super easy. You bet, you win, you get paid. Plain and simple. That's it. Done. You can find the show on Twitter at HoopBallGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is. It is Sammy B1118. That's a capital S lowercase. A M M Y capital B1118. Thanks for listening. Until next time, go green. Go green. Yeager. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.